Above180.com, taking your bowling game to the next level. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews and coaching to drilling layouts. Now, from Washington, D.C. and the Bowler's Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here are your hosts, Tim Berg and Joey Serrar. You are listening to the Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg along with Joey Serrar. Joey, as the year comes to an end, got a lot of ball reviews we can start talking about. I know this is a time of year when, when manufacturers are really starting to put out some of their pieces again and getting people ready for their tournaments, for their city, for their state tournaments, for the national tournament that's being held in Reno again. Joey, let's, I guess, dive into some of the bowling balls and, and talk about how we're going to discuss the new balls that are being released by the manufacturers. Okay, well, you know, the, the, this month there's six new products going to be reviewed in the Bowler's Journal magazine. And, uh, again, they all have their own intended lane condition they're going to be best suited for. Uh, there was basically two models that kind of stuck out in high performance on oilier patterns. And these are balls with aggressive cover stocks, aggressive core designs. So that mean, what, what that's... De- designed to do for the bowler is you don't have to slow your speed down to get a good reaction. You don't have to point the ball as much toward the pocket when they're oily. It allows us to kind of stay in our our A-game mode, and the ball itself is designed to provide some of that traction and power. Uh, The first one I'll talk about is the Roto-Grip Theory, a brand-new cover stock called the Insight Solid Reactive. A uh, very, very strong core, 249RG, which means it'll rev up quick. 058 differential means about six inches of track flare. And that ball earned a 58 hook rating, Tim. So it will handle oil. Uh, the next ball up for heavier oil, oh, and we gave it a 16 back end, which means the ball potentially can be angular on the back end reaction. Great, Joey, and that comes finished at 2000 Avalon, correct? Yes, it does. And, and again, that's kind of a, that's an aggressive surface, but obviously if you want it for even heavier oil or an earlier hook, you can sand that down to, say, 500 or 1,000 and get that ball reading the pattern a couple feet sooner and add maybe another five boards of hook to it. Great. So in the Roto Grip slash Storm line, if you want to call it that, this is going to be along the lines of, of hooking maybe more than the Invasion or, or about the same or, or the, the Mutant Cell? Where, where would you rate it, I guess? Where do, what are your thoughts on that? Well, we tested it against an Invasion as well as some of the other high-performance hook products by other companies, and, and it's right up there. You know, I wouldn't say it's a lot stronger than an Invasion, but w- within one board of that, but it seemed to read the lane a little bit sooner than what the Invasion did, and the back-end motion may have been a little more rounded compared to an Invasion as well. Uh, they both rev up quick. They both give you a lot of track flare, so they, they are comparable, but anytime you put a different core shape inside of a ball, you're going to see a little bit different motion. Uh, but to me, that motion is so similar, it would probably take a PBA-type player to really see the difference. Great, and the next ball you're going to get to? Well, the next heavy oil monster was from Track, and, and this is a 916 AT, all-terrain is what the AT stands for, and Paul Figlamini of Track was very, very high on this product. Uh, in a dull surface, which is the way it comes from the factory, it's sanded at 500, 1,000, and 2,000 Aberlon grits. It's kind of a three-part multi-sanding process. 
But that ball, 54 hook rating, 15 and a half back end. And again, strong cover, strong core, but a higher RG core than what was on the theory, which means you're going to see a little later revving action. Now, the reason they named it AT is when that ball was polished, it was angular. Yet when it was sanded, it was uh, more what they called their T-series, which was traction. So this ball can be skid flippy, say like a, well, we could use another company's product, say like a, a Storm Anarchy, which goes long and flips hard. That ball sanded can react a lot earlier and stronger in heavy oil as well. But, but the Track AT is, again, an all-purpose super hooker ball. Great. Joey, and what, uh, what did you find when you went to the sport patterns and tested? How did the uh, 916 handle sport patterns? Well, the, the 916 in theory were both great on sport patterns uh, of heavier volume. So it's like the length wasn't as critical, but if there was enough volume from foul line to break point, these balls excelled because they, they actually made it a little easier to get your break point target without any initial squirt through the front part of the lane. Great, and it sounds then like, if, if correct me if I'm wrong, if you're a fan of tracks uh, equipment, it's probably best you can have one of these, leave it at the surface that comes out of the box, and take another one and polish it up, and you're going to get two completely different reactions, correct? And, and it's funny you say that. We've had a number of customers do that already that really, really enjoyed track uh, lately. And, again, you see a distinct different motion and break point and total hook when you change the surface dramatically. Well, I'm loving these first two balls we talked about, yeah. Joey. So no, uh, and the, again, these are 500 horses under the hood power monsters. And uh, okay, another Brunswick had two new balls, and and both very very unique from one another. The Wicked Siege, and the Wicked Siege, I would say is my favorite ball I've tested from Brunswick in the last three years. Uh, all around usability. We gave it a 52 hook rating, so it'll handle any medium to moderately heavy pattern. 15 and a half break point, which means it can be angular, contingent on layout. But the ball just matched up on lots and lots of patterns. It had more length and a little less hook than the first two balls we've mentioned. But again, for house conditions or, or medium volumes of oil, this ball plays great. And it carried, carried, the pin carry was just phenomenal with it. Uh, the other ball Brunswick introduces the damage, which is a dry lane ball only. Uh, power coil 18 cover. Uh, it comes 500 sanded, but it's rough buffed, which means kind of a mid shine. But it's a higher RG at 256, lower flare at 045. So you, you'll see about four to five inches of track flare with it. That ball garnered a 48 hook rating and a 15 break point shape. But again, that ball matched up great. On our sport patterns with lighter volume, I would say about 23 mils of oil or less. Uh, anything heavier than that, and that ball went far too long before it read the lane. And the, and the only way you could get that to react a little better on a little heavier oil, you definitely would have to sand that ball uh, with a Scotch-Brite pad or an Aberlon pad or a Brunswick Sire pad to get it to read that pattern in lane quick enough. Great, and that ball, uh, I'm guessing, is probably going to be something that would be good in the, uh, the line of like the avalanches, what they used to, what Brunswick came out with maybe you know four or five years ago, correct? In that sort of line area, right between an avalanche and and possibly the advanced line that Brunswick has. Well, I, I would say yes. You know, similar to the total hook of the avalanche line, but a stronger core, so it'll help bowlers with say medium to lower rev rates 
more so than the Avalanche series, which, in my opinion, reacted great for players with high revs, but a low-rev player wouldn't see the hitting power they're going to see out of this damage ball. Great, and just a note on the Wicked Siege, and to me that sounds like, like you said, if it's such a great all-around ball, maybe the hook isn't quite as there as the first two we talked about, but it is a really nice feeling to walk into a house and pretty much know that you can probably throw the ball and maybe just have to move your feet, move your target, and not do a lot of other adjusting, where there are certain pieces that we both have in our bags that you know you can't throw them on certain patterns. When you walk in, you throw two balls with it, and you put it away because it's just not going to match up that night. Well, you hit the nail on the head, Tim. I mean, the, the Brunswick Wicked Siege is designed to be a benchmark ball or a ball players can read the pattern with. Where the first two we mentioned, the uh, Rotogrip Theory and the 916, those are more condition-specific balls when there's just a flood out there and, and again, fresh, heavy oil. Where that Wicked Siege is a ball you could throw initially to kind of read the pattern. It'll tell you if you need a stronger piece in your hand or a tamer piece. Uh, now, getting on to the next two balls that we tested, uh, both kind of unique, the, the Columbia Outburst, which is a, a solid and pearl mixture. I don't know if they're calling it a hybrid or not. Probably not. They're, they're calling it just a reactive cover, a uh, new era reactive plus, they call it. But to, to me, it's kind of a hybrid cover. Uh, it's sanded at 800 and 1,000 grit, so it's definitely got a little teeth in it. Low RG, 246, so it revs up very, very quick. An 043 differential, so not a lot of flare. But that ball, we gave a 53 hook rating, but only a 14.5 breakpoint shape, meaning the ball will read the front part of the lane and mid lane early enough, but the back end will be smoother and more arcing, not as aggressive as a 916T or a Theory. So it's good for heavier-handed players on oil or for bowlers who just want to stay more direct with their line. Well, Joey, and I know you brought up an interesting point there because I've had so many pieces that were drilled for me to hook. Like you just say, give me a bolt that hooks. And it does hook on a lot of oil, but the the overall hook you don't see because it reads the lane early and is not that hooking on the back end. Like you said, like some of the pieces we talked about earlier, and so it sounds to me like the Columbia, it's not that its overall hook is not strong. It's a strong hooking ball. It just uses its energy consistently and then just doesn't have a lot on the back end, correct? That's correct. It, it's designed to be a little more mid-lane motion than it is angular or stronger on the back. Uh, and again, it's, it, you know, it's not always how much a ball hooks, but it's kind of where the ball hooks, you know, where it struts its stuff, and, and it's all about shape. Uh, there are times a less aggressive shape in the last 20 feet. The ball will go through the pins differently, and there's times it will give you a better carry percentage, a higher carry percentage, than will a ball that's a little bit more angular down lane. Now, the last ball we tested, another benchmark ball or a read ball, a ball you can read the pattern with, from Rotogrip, called the Nomad Dagger. It is a hybrid cover. They call it Ultravision Hybrid. It's about 50% pearl, 50% solid. Uh, medium RG at 255 and an old 54 diff. So it's a powerful core. And it's a core that's shaped kind of like a funnel. And, and that funnel shape, it's called the rotary core, is designed for back end hook. This ball got a 16 breakpoint shape, Tim. And it, a 51.5 total hook. So again, a medium oil ball, but a ball designed to strut its stuff primarily off the friction portion of the lane, 
not necessarily in the mid lane. Great. So this is a ball then that's probably going to be on your lighter house patterns or maybe would I say something you want to go to as the night progresses in the back end. How will it, will it cut through the back ends or do, do people have to worry if they get to a pattern where it's broke down a little bit and they, they want to try this, this piece? Will it, how does it handle the carry down, I guess? Well, it handles carry down pretty good. And, and I think the reason it can is because of the hybrid cover formula. It's not 100% pearl. Uh, and it has solids in the cover, so that gives it a little bit more traction through carry down. And you can always it, see when you attack carry down, Tim, you can do it one of two ways. You can go right of the carry down, say say the carry down's on boards 14, 15, and 16, right in front of the pocket. Uh, you can go right of that area and try and hook the ball over it, but you need a lot of hand and a lot of ball to do that. Or you can go in the carry down, which is what most PBA players will do. And they'll do that with a ball such as the Nomad Dagger, or they will take a scuff pad and scuff the surface slightly and just go in the, the oil carry down that way. Uh, in fact, the pros prefer to go in carry down rather than around it. It's just less tricky. Great. So this also is uh, Rotogrip's first hybrid release since the Rogue Cell. So I would guess then if maybe you're looking to replace your Rogue Cell or your Rogue Cell has seen its better days, this might be a good piece to uh, to look into, correct? Well, you know, it, it is a hybrid like the Rogue Cell was, but the Rogue Cell came quite a bit more sanded from the factory. It came at 2000. It had a much, much bigger core. It was an asymmetric core where this core is is symmetric in design and the numbers aren't quite as beefy. So, you know, is it designed to replace the Rogue Cell? No. Um, I would say you could get more of a Rogue Cell look, believe it or not, with a theory if you simply smooth the shell or put a mid-polish on it. Uh, it seemed that the motion of that ball was more Rogue Cell-ish, what we'll call it. Again, you're listening to the Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar here. If you have a question about a ball that we've talked about or a ball that you maybe uh, read Joey review in the Bowler's Journal magazine, shoot us an email at Above180 at gmail.com, Above180 at gmail.com, or also you can find us on Twitter, which is Above180 at Twitter. So also there, and, and by all means, check out a couple of our previous shows where we talk about other balls that maybe were out in the last couple months. We're on uh, iTunes. You can find the shows there. Or also just on the Above180.com website. And, uh, Joey, I guess one last thing maybe we could hit for a few minutes here. Uh, I received an email from Matt in Spokane, Washington. And he says, uh, Tim and Joey, great podcast. Lots of good information that helps me out on a weekly basis. In fact, most weeks I have to listen to in a few times to completely understand what Joey means when it comes to certain things. I really like the fact that I can hear Joey talk about new equipment he tests for the Bowler's Journal. I subscribe to the BJ and love the reviews along with the coaching tips and great information it provides. I do have an issue that I'd like you to address though. What can I do to get my timing back on sync? It seems like it's been off, which is causing me to miss my target. Keep up the good work. Again, that's from Matt in Spokane, Washington. So, Joey, he's having some timing issues. I think we all, as bowlers, go through that a little bit, uh, go through little ruts where our timing doesn't seem quite right. Are, is there anything, without knowing a lot more about Matt and his game, what we can maybe help him with? You know, Tim, a lot of bowlers go to coaches when they need help with timing, and, and I'm sure there's, there's many benefits to that. But I found timing is a personal, very, very personal type, uh, what do we want to call that? 
situation that you control best. And the reason I feel that way, it's it's your natural tempo and your persona. There are days that, you know, you're more tired. You're going to be slower to the line. There's days you're pumped up and high energy and, you know, you just worked out at the gym and your adrenaline's going. You will have quicker feet that day than you will on a day that you're a little dogged. So I think what bowlers need to do is just realize that and pay attention to their their physical being on a given day and adjust their game to that. Uh, in other words, being if you have a little quicker feet, you better be a little more assertive with your push away so the ball can get to the line when you want it to, and generally it's a few milliseconds later than your slide. And consequently, if you're a little slower, uh, if you push the ball away too quickly, that ball's going to get there ahead of you. And if you have early timing, that's much, much worse than having a little bit too late of late timing. Great. And the one thing, I guess, the one tip, I guess, I would advise, and I'm sure you're, you'd probably agree with me, is make sure your fit is proper. Because a lot of times, bad timing can be caused if you're squeezing the ball, which is not having the proper fit and your, your thumb not fitting properly. So I think if you make sure your timing, you know, make sure the ball fit you properly, throw a piece of tape in or something. And also, by all means, shoot, ask your teammates. Say, hey, did I, you know, you miss your mark, miss your target. Did I seem a little late there? Did I seem a little early, like you said? I mean, feedback from your teammates is ultimately what you can do. And usually you will know when you're either early or late as well, but I think it always helps to get that positive feedback or negative feedback from your teammates. Right, as long as they're honest that they know your game well enough and, and what they're telling you is, is truthful uh, rather than just guessing. Uh, but I don't know, I, I can usually feel my timing if it's good or not. If I get to the line and I'm solid at the base and I feel the swing and release come through, you know, you know when it's a money shot. And you know when you're a little quick or a little off balance or if you turned a little early. I mean, I've always felt you can be your best coach. You know, I don't care if you have the, the world's best coaches lined up. Your best coach ultimately can be yourself because you know your tendencies, you know your strengths and weaknesses. Uh, you've heard the information from these qualified coaches so you can process it. And, and we can really help our individual games better than anybody, Tim. We, we just need to pay attention a little bit more. Exactly, Joey. And uh, unfortunately, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Above180.com podcast. Joey, time really flies when you're having fun talking about new bowling balls coming out, doesn't it? Well, it does, without a doubt. All right. Well, until next week, Tim Berg and Joey Soares, and good luck and good bowling. <laughs>